need a I need a five hour energy shot. <laughs> I'm, I'm really low today. What's up, everyone? This is Jason Tucker at this WP Water Cooler, episode number 83. Today we're going to be talking about how to add some polish to your WordPress website. We're going to go around the room here, get one introduced, and then I'll explain a little bit more about the topic at hand. Let's start on the far left-hand side in alphabetic order with Devin. Hey guys. My name is Devin Walker, uh, WordPress theme and plugin developer at wordimpress.com. Nice. What about you, Greg? I'm Greg Franklin with ServerPress. We are the creators of Desktop Server. And how about you, Jim? <laughs> Jim, tell us about yourself. Oh, Jim, yeah. Hi there, I'm Jim. <laughs> Matt Prepare. Hey, stop it. <laughs> we fix hack websites, and we're also the home of the 30 cents a day hacker insurance. Sweet. How about you, Mike? Hi. I'm Mike Campbell. I'm new to the WP Water Cooler. Um, I'm with a business called the GoGo Media. We're out of Phoenix, Arizona. We do uh, small business uh, websites and optimization. So, very cool. How about you, say? And you're muted, by the way. Yeah, because my iPad decided to like have a little bit of a conniption fit just now. Um, uh, my name is Say Reed, and I build stuff with WordPress and tell people about WordPress and teach people how to use WordPress and stuff like that. Say Reed Media on all the things. What is going on with Say's audio today? Uh, that's pretty awesome, though. Again? <laughs> I thought we fixed it. I think it's Steve. Say needs to run to Best Buy right now and get a new set of headphones, I think. <laughs> I am uh, I'm Steve Zinkin. I'm the founder of Zeke Interactive, and I run the OC WordPress Meetup. Awesome. Suzette, tell us about yourself, girl. Hello, everybody. I am Suzette Frank. I am the WordPress evangelist over at Media Temple, and I'm going to be speaking at Minneapolis, Charleston, and a bunch of other places, and I have a podcast called WP Unicorn Project, and next on is going to be Constantine and Obenland and Ian Stewart. Sweet. Awesome. Nice guest. Awesome. I'm Jason Tucker. I can be found at Jason Tucker on Twitter, and I blog over at WPmedia.pro. So today's topic, adding some polish to your WordPress site. The reason why I kind of named it that is I wanted to I wanted to kind of talk about what are those things that you can do right after you're just about ready to full-blown launch and hand the website off to your customer. What's pray. those last-minute things that you can do other than pray <laughs> to be able to make that site just look a little bit extra? Like, so what's that one or two little extra bits of bits and pieces that you can do to make the site work or function better for the user? Oh, I got one. Yes, please. <laughs> caching. Ooh, caching. Fun stuff. Yeah. Cash pre-launch. Do I cash pre-launch? <laughs> That's a personal question. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, well, Devin, I think that's, it depends on the site, and it can be part of your beta testing. What do you recommend? Uh, I would say yes, and get ready to clear it if you see a bug. <laughs> okay. I mean, I think that what you're asking is that part of the reason you wouldn't turn on caching pre-launch is because you, you may not be seeing your live development right away. Is that why you're mentioning that? Part of the reason, yeah, just kind of the question flew into my mind about split seconds, so I didn't really think it out think, a lot, but... Yeah. No, I think, it, it I think makes sense. You need to think yeah. more on the water cooler. That's what we do here. We think really hard about our questions. <laughs> right, so. right, right, right. I think caching is only important pre-launch if you've got a, um, a, a highly customized or technical website where caching may have to be excluded in places. So that, mm. that's part of your QA process at that point. 
And Definitely. Steve, what cash pro, what cash plugin do you prefer? Well, most of my sites are now WP Engine, so we don't use any of them. But be, prior to that, it was WP Supercache. Isn't it liberating? Yes. I was going to ask, with, uh, with the caching plugins, isn't there differences between hosts and using different caching plugins? Absolutely. Definitely. Definitely. Yep. I heard uh, W3TC just released a, a major update. Yep, I saw that as well this morning. Yeah, I haven't I tried at, it, but... I was using WP Supercache, and I moved from W3 because of some of the changes, but I'll have to check it out. So. Cool. All right, I think that uh, covers caching. <laughs> I've got a smaller thing that is. A, so let's, I get let's don't get hung up, up on the fact. Let's don't get hung up on the fact that um, that I mentioned right before we launch. Any time around, you you wanted to add those, you know, kind of uh, value add. You're like, you know, this won't do anything wrong to the site. I'm going to install this. Or this oh thing that when always gets me. One thing that always gets me is a, a favicon. Definitely need a favicon. Oh. All right. It's a Absolutely. very good. Good one. So for those, I can't believe those sites launched without a favicon. For those, for those in our audience who might not know what a favicon is, please explain. Favicon. Let's not go there. We can't get into a favicon. Favicon. I've always said. I've always said favicon, but go ahead, Devin. Explain that. Gif, gif. It's basically the little tiny 16 by 16 pixel image that displays in your browser tab. Cool. Extra opportunity for branding. There's, yeah, a bunch, much so. there's a bunch of little things I do for custom post types. I love custom post types, and so some of the stuff I like to do is there's a little bit of code that you can add to your dashboard at a glance. At a glance is that little widget on the dashboard that shows you how many posts and how many comments you have. If you have a custom post type like, let's say, testimonials or frequently asked questions, you can actually add a little bit of code that shows a count of how many of those you have. And there's actually a plugin that's called Glance That that Glance will give you Glance That. Glance That that will do that for you also if you just want to use a plugin to do it. Nice. I didn't know that's about very that. Very cool. Cool. There's a there, there's a back on what Devin's saying, there's a Favicon plugin uh, as well. I mean it's it's fairly easy to set up, but there's also there is a custom Favicon plugin. Favicon, sorry. <laughs> which one? Which one do you guys um, suggest? If I were to link something in the show notes. WP Favicon. I don't use a plugin. I think it's just too light of a you know a need yes. for a, a whole plugin. Yeah. Yeah. But we're talking about for the end user, right? Like if they can't get into the theme files, they want to add a Favicon. Yeah, maybe maybe their developer sucked and now they want to actually add the polish or, themselves. Or maybe they don't have a developer. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed, WordPress is a little bit like DIY sometimes. Mm, That's true. I saw I've seen a few of them in here. I mean, one of them's like all in one, uh, favicon, favicon, uh, yeah. multi icons. I mean, there's a couple different ones that are in there. So I, I was just curious if there's one that was your favorite. Uh, I know that there's one for Genesis. If you're a Genesis, Genesis developer, you can install that one too. The WP Fave icon, what it does is it actually will take not only a Fave icon ICO, but it will also take a Fave icon .gif. So in case Ooh, so it makes it itself, huh? Internet Explorer, and it shows it to you if it exists right away in the panel, and that's why I like it. So is GIF, mm -hmm. is, that, is that GIF or GIF? Mm -hmm. Never, no, don't answer that. <laughs> she, she was smart. She was smart when she said that. <laughs> Good job, Suzette. <laughs> so, uh, Jason, I, 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 don't, I don't know if you mentioned this or not, but you're talking about all-in-one. So one of, the thing, one of the polished things I look at is SEO. 
Mm, so, yeah. and I use I use WordPress SEO. Yeah, mm-hmm. the one by Yoast, right? Yes, yes, the one yeah. by Yoast. One of, the, one of the things I always do in that is there's a there's a section in there where you can specify the, uh, the if you don't specify a excerpt to have it display something, and also if you don't specify a um, like a, a featured image, it'll actually put a featured image in there. So make sure you do that. That that kind of adds that extra little bit to it. Uh, along right. along the SEO lines, uh, you also want to look at um, uh, sitemap. Uh, creators. I was going to uh, ask about the uh, the uh, Yoast X SEO plugin. So they have a Google XML uh, piece to it. Is that as good as, like, say, just even Google XML sitemaps? Well, found it we're, we're, good. so I found it works just as well. Yeah, currently the too. one that they have in there is actually going to become a um, a paid plugin. Um, oh. So if you're if you're using the one that they have, it does work. It kind of does a little bit of weird stuff if you're using custom post types or something like that. Um, I've had some issues with with it um, here and there, but they um, they just hired a new developer over at Yoast, and he's been working on doing that um, that that plugin. So there there is another one that I found recently for a, a client called uh, WP Real Time Sitemap. Mm. It's a similar plugin. Right. Interesting. So Steve, on that, uh, since you mentioned SEO, the other thing, of course, is security. So I would think something like WordFence or something like that when you're about ready to hand it over. Mm-hmm. WordFence is awesome. Another one no one has mentioned also is WP Help. And that's a really good one because you can document how to use the website and put it in the dashboard of WordPress. Oh, yeah, so, that's one yeah. of our favorites. Suzette's talked about that several times, and that's a, that's a great tip. Yeah, it's, it's written by Mark Jaquist, so you know it's good. And it's, it's, just, it's easy to use. It works just like pages, and you can have a hierarchy as well. And then you also have the ability to, to copy the documents from one site to another, so you can create like your standard documents and use that for every site and customize it for your customers. So that's, it's a nice touch, I think. So p- polish in, in my world, and I think Suzette's touching on this, is not necessarily something that is public-facing. Uh, I think documentation is just a big one. No matter what the, the mechanism is, documenting how to use the back end of the website for the people that are going to be maintaining it is, is a big deal. And that can make or break your success. Can including documenting the plugins that you're putting mm-hmm. in, like WordPress. Yeah, like yeah. yeah, I'll yes. add something to that. I've, I've had a lot of good luck with user voice and documentation interaction. So particularly for money-making websites where you're actually making money on your site as opposed to a hobby site, um, you put your documentation actually in the chat button so when they click on the feedback link, it shows all the questions ahead of time. And then when clients have questions about pricing or whatever, it gets sent to you in real time and then you answer it. I've had a lot of luck with that. Actually made a lot of a lot of money from that plugin. Nice. Hmm, that's cool. And so what's that that's one? Called? Live chat? User voice. User voice. Another one that's really good for the back end that I totally recommend is CodePress admin columns. Because you cool. don't actually see anything, but what it allows you to do is basically customize the layout of the columns that you see on the pages and posts. That's- that that plugin is a must. I put that on every single site now. Suzette, you, Suzette cut out there, but it's it's CodePress admin columns is what she was mentioning. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Used it. Yeah. So that just to to mirror what she said, it lets you sort of exclude like when you add WordPress SEO, it adds a whole bunch of extra uh, columns to your yeah. dashboard and really mucks things up. This allows you to tailor what which ones you want to show, which ones you don't. And it does it does work with custom fields too, custom post types. So yep. that's awesome. I'm yep. really, I'm using something called IM8 Boxhide, 
which allows you to hide the actual meta boxes per like post type and pages. It's IM8, the, the number 8. Meta, meta. So that's another great <laughs> plugin. That's very cool. Can we go back to the front end now? Yeah, yeah, please. please. <laughs> <laughs> I like the front end. Okay, so what really bugs me also is when buttons, links, and menu items don't have hover or active states. Seriously, um, it's the easiest little CSS tweak to do, and you'd be surprised how many sites launch without any button rollover, you know, active states, and some sort of, like, you know, engagement when the user hovers over uh, various call to actions. I think it's really important, and uh, you know, it's just something that I think gets left out a lot. Along those same lines, um, alt tags uh, are often ignored. Oh, well, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. Alt and title tag. Alt and title tag. I have a whole tag. blog post about that. I don't even blog. Mm -hmm. I blog a little frequentlier than Steve, but uh, yeah, I have a whole blog post about those image setting tags yeah. and how important they are. For those of you who can't hear say, she just insulted me. Yeah. Oh, snap. Is my audio still messed up? Uh, just keep yourself on mute. I'm just going to mute. I'm just going to watch. I'm just going to watch. Uh, so going back to the back end, since the front end is kind of boring. <laughs> that was it? <laughs> like sharing plugins. No, oh, I th yeah. actually, I was going to say something more about the front end uh, uh, as well. I think, I think a, um, just a good general polish technique is um, this really goes to, to, to testing and more usability testing than beta testing is just just look and make sure all of your things are uh, cohesive all of your um, sort of tile tags are in the same font and the same size mm -hmm. you know, though sometimes you end up with a site because multiple developers are working on it where yeah. something's just slightly different uh, font size is different the color is different and those things really are usability issues. They become usability issues yeah. very, very quickly that uh, that are that are easy to ignore. The same goes for navigation. You know, clean, uh, clean, easy to use, easy to find navigation is always really important. And and again, those things tend to get buried in a, in a development project, not on purpose. Consistency in line heights, margins, paddings, It's extremely yeah. important. Absolutely, and and a lot of those things can appear when you start to add new content to the site. So if you have multiple editors editing content, everybody's got a little bit of a different way to, to do things, and those inconsistencies um, become usability issues. That was it. That, that was it. That was my whole point. <laughs> what, what, now, going back to what, what, what Jim said here, um, the idea of doing um, custom 404 pages, um, what do you guys do with that? Like, what's what's the uh, what's the kind of? There's no like real gold standard to that. I'm kind of curious what you guys do to kind of add a little extra pizzazz to that. Is it uh, putting in search? Is it using you know some some plugin to do some of the heavy lifting for you? Uh, what do you guys do for four 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 pages? I usually set up a, a personalized page, and then I have everything go there, which is personal. I, I think that's a big problem with a lot of sites. They get all this impersonal, you've gone to the wrong place, sorry. So I really think that you have, should have a message on your 404 page that says, hey, I love you. I really am sorry you found the right pay, wrong page. Uh, please try this other page, because I really like it. 
<laughs> yeah, I think that's a great point, Jim, with a 404 page. I completely forgot about that. And I think it's also important to have something humorous as well. Like on my 404 page, I put a picture yeah. of Homer Simpson on it so people aren't all, like, all angered. And uh, maybe a sitemap with some of your most important pages. Right on. Love yeah, there's, that. A, there's a great website called fab404.com that um, shows you all of the, your favorite 404 pages, which are pretty cool. Oh, nice. <laughs> all pretty funny, right? Yeah, they are. There's one with My Little Pony on it as well, too. So. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> since, since, since we are still sort of concentrating on the front end, um, you know, a, a polish element, I think, these days is, is just general responsive design. You know, take, take a look at your site once it's launched or as you're going in different size devices and see that it actually looks good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I use a program or a, an app called uh, Sauce Labs, and I, yep. I forget what it is like. Ten fifteen dollars a month, and you can test every single device. It's it's great. Yeah, uh, there, there's another one that uh, Suzette. What was the one that was mentioned on your show this week uh, for testing different page sizes, uh, device widths? Um, Responsinator. 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 Yeah, Natalie brought that one up, but it will emulate all of the different screen sizes, so you can get an idea. It's not exact, but it will give you an idea of how your site looks when it's broken down to different screen widths. And that, that's what also I like is the yeah the Acelor, yeah, I don't know how you say it, but Acceloria is just awesome. I use that for all of my site design. It, it's it's also it's buried, but inside of Google Developer Tools, uh, it's actually in it's it's buried in the console. You can actually uh, tell it different device widths, and it'll it'll mimic those. Uh, right there. Oh, have I not I seen that? that. <laughs> Do they have that in Google? I'll tell you right now, inside of Google Chrome, uh, you guys talk for a minute, I'll find it. <laughs> am, I the, am I the only developer here that uses actual hardware? Like, I have I have no. a whole bunch of different pieces of hardware in front of me here to test. It's like, yeah, I'm going to use Android, I'm going to use iPhone, cool. I'm going to use, I'm gonna use an iPad over here. You know, I use all these things to test and them all. show off. <laughs> Devin, I don't want to get too developer-y, but if you go into Google developer tools, you click console, and then show uh-huh. drawer, and then there's an emulation tab. Oh. Nice. I want to keep that in mind. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to get off on the developer tangent. But no, yes, no, hey, no, please. I, Jason, I keep my, I keep my iPhone uh, by my side. I have an iPad, and then in the office, we've also got several Android devices. So, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, actually that's, use, I actually use one of these guys, which like sits on my desk, and I just have all my phones attached to them, and I just use that as a way of testing everything. Mm-hmm. But that, that, that ultimately, that is, that is the best way to test, is the, the things we've talked about so far are just emulators. Right. Can't replace the real thing. That's for sure. No, not at all. Definitely. Going back to the back end, one of the things that I, that, that I learned about this week was um, the thing that uh, Nathan Tyler made called a Webmaster User Role. Which so I think glad you brought that up, Jason. Awesome. I yeah. love that. I do, too. Explain it. So what it does is it, it creates a, a new admin role instead of an administrator role, mm-hmm. and then you can place your client into that admin role, mm-hmm. and it kind of hides a bunch of stuff from them. So it doesn't, don't, it doesn't make it... Don't, don't tell them what you're <laughs> So what it does is it, 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 um, it hides a settings menu, um, the plugins menu, Plugin the menu. tools menu, uh, disables oh, theme installation. Yeah. The- yeah, yeah, it does all of that. So, so it bypasses all administrator role, so it's able to bypass that? Oh, yeah. 
But then yeah, it still absolutely. gives you it still gives you widget and you know menus so they can still do those things where editor doesn't. So yeah, it's like this great position between an editor and an administrator. But they're still titled as admin. Yes. So they still think they have full control. Sure. Sure. Exactly don't, right. don't, anybody, don't anybody watching tell any of my clients. <laughs> right. Well, like, wait, I'm an admin. No. Yes, I'm an admin. You, are, you are special. If you're using advanced custom fields, it even hides that, and but it still leaves it completely intact so us administrators can come in and add fields, but the admin mm -hmm. cannot. Nice. Essentially, essentially, you're saving, saving people from themselves. Definitely. Sure. Cool. That's good. Anything else? What yeah, else can I mean? talk about, let's talk about images and video. I mean, hey, that's like oh, yeah. websites. I like to love that stuff. So um, I was just going to throw out there a couple of my favorites, like FooBox and Easy Fancy Box. Those are my two favorite go-to plugins. Mm -hmm. You guys have any others? Um, hmm. I love Foobox. I mean, I've used yeah, Foobox quite a bit. Yeah. I like Simple Box, Simple Lightbox. Simple Lightbox. Yeah. Try I like it. one called uh, Majestic Pop-Up. It's under a hundred kilobytes and it's uh, fully responsive. Really? Wow. Sorry, I'm looking these up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. And by the way, all these will be in the show notes as well. So if you cool. um, don't want to take notes while we're doing this, uh, you folks, please take notes and put them in the chat room and stuff. But yeah. Um, yeah. There's an uh, there's an author box that a lot of people use. The fanciest author box. It's on Code Canyon. Yeah. Um, the, there's a free one called Fancy Author Box made by the same guy, and then they added the additional uh, piece to it. Yeah. So. Um, I'm just looking through some of my favorite plugins here that I install on on every site, um, and one of them is uh, either Share This or Floating Social Bar uh, mm -hmm. to make sure that those social icons aren't forgotten about. Yeah, right. yeah that's, a, that's important. important. Yeah, I really like Floating Social Bar. That's made by the guys at WP Beginner, right? Yes. Okay. Is, yeah. is that a free plugin? It is. Uh, it is. Does anybody have any other uh, uh, social plugins that they that they install? I have I have say task. They don't additional load to your server. I just love it, so we I missed, recommend we that. We missed the name of it. What we was missed it. Say again. What's that? Jetpack? The social sharing button? Oh, the one oh, in Jetpack. In Jetpack. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, there's um, there's another plugin uh, I always add on uh, called Debug Bar. Um, so yep. and again, just as a developer, it gives you some more insight as to what's going on if something goes wrong to help you solve problems quicker. Mm -hmm. uh, one plugin I think is worth mentioning is called uh, WP Better Emails. I believe. Oh, is oh the yes, that one is awesome. And, uh, and it is awesome. It's uh, it basically makes uh, HTML email templates out of your ugly WordPress email, so you can totally brand them to whatever site they are, and they oh. look a whole lot better. Well, looky there, that's pretty cool. I'm looking at that. That's awesome. Yeah, I have that on all my sites, pretty much. Those are that's a great plugin. Hmm. Yeah, it's nice. There's well, I was a. I, I was going to add one more item, and that's just chat. I mean. If you're selling something online, I think it's absolutely required that you have ch real-time chat running. Um, and Olark is my favorite. I mean, I run it on all my sites, and seriously, I make a lot of money on Olark because yeah. people will is send you a, a note and they'll follow up. Oh, uh, it is a service that you can add uh, into it. Uh, it's very easy to add. Yeah, it looks like there's a plugin for Olark for WP. Yeah. How do you manage that though? Like you're just on call all the time. 
uh, I am on call all the time. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I think chat plugins are great if you have the time to stay online. If yeah. it's never online, then it's missing yeah, the point. Of course, but if you're selling something and you, and you need to get you know you need to get the money, uh, you need to be at your at your console and and or hire somebody to take care of it. I've done that. I've hired a third party and they've answered questions and they say, well, I can't help you, but here's an email address or they'll forward it. So I mean, there's a lot of ways in which you can use it. And you can also set that to be certain hours of the day, right? You don't have it has to be twenty four seven. And it includes uh, if I'm not here, email X. So it's actually pretty good. When you're not around, you don't have to be around, but it does pop up once in a while and remind people that you're a living person and you're willing to help them. Yeah, I think that human factor is really important. Oh, big time. Um, there's a couple editorial plugins that I, I like. I'm trying to find the one I was thinking of, but before I find that one, the um, the, the one I have up right now is called Post Forking. Anybody use Post Forking? No. I mean, you're just saying that to set me up, right? <laughs> no, no. If I want to do that, I would call it Post Spooning. Um, <laughs> so tell us about Post Forking. Um, post forking allows you to create an uh, an alternate version of a post. It's kind of like a post duplicator um, sort of thing. It, it, it's really handy for editors. That's that's just a brief. Uh, but what's what's the uh, what's the big editorial plugin? Uh, um, flow. Uh, edit flow. Edit flow. Edit flow is the other one. So for for big editorial teams, both of these plugins are are really handy. Yeah, we've been using edit flow at work, and I love it. It's just like maintenance, as far as maintenance goes, I think WP Optimize is an excellent plugin to give off to clients because yeah. they can optimize their database without having to touch PHP My Admin because you really don't want them in there doing damage. For people that just have, you know, they don't like the text widget, just the standard text widget on the in the widgets, and it's called Black Studio Tiny MCE. Mm -hmm. And nice. um, I've, I've given that to clients because the text, a lot of them that don't know HTML, it's so much easier when you have something like that where they can create a, you know, And as far as uh, polishing, another thing that you can do kind of at the very end is add in a bunch of branding. So you could change the login, you can change the admin footer, you can have it say something else, and you can do that with either code. And I know also, I think, is it Troy Dean that has a plugin that lets you change a slew of things to be able to make the branding match theirs? CMS dashboard. I think. What is it called? CMS dashboard. CMS dashboard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. nice. Yes. Yes. Cool. By Troy Dean. Yeah, I think um, it's important to definitely uh, brand the login screen. Um, traditionally, I don't use a plugin, but I'm wondering what you guys use for that. Yeah, that'll allow you to do that. Yeah, I use the CMS dashboard. That. We'll do that. Nice. There's, uh, there's another plugin called Theme My Login that does that as well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and the one by the one by uh, Troy Dean is actually White Label CMS is the one. That's that, uh, that's the one that's that right. video user manuals does. Yeah. I see that a lot on clients that are trying to uh, hide the fact that it's actually WordPress. But um, I, the one I like is uh, custom sidebars where you can then customize, the client can on the user end, customize the sidebar widgets for each page and make sidebar widgets for um, every page uniquely. Yeah. There, was, Super cool. there was something in Woo, the Woo plugin that did that too. Yeah, Woo yeah. sidebars. Woo sidebars. Woo and, sidebars. Uh, there's also content aware sidebars, which does that. Yeah, it's a little more um, involved, that one is, than custom it's sidebars, I think. I 
noticed that like once you set up the sidebars, they like they get hosed after you try to migrate it. I had a problem. Yeah, you can't with, really uh, take over that kind of customization so easily. Widgets tend to, to be weird like that. I had a problem using the um the uh, woo sidebars with custom post types. Oh. And um, I was able to use content-aware sidebars with custom post types. That fixed it, but I don't know if it's a, a problem in the plugin or. But I wasn't able to use it with it. So. Hmm. And um, one of the things that I would I'd recommend. Um, I, we're kind of wrapping up here. But one of the things I'd recommend, um, if you go to WP, if you go to WordPress.org/plugins, there's a thing there where you can actually uh, look at your favorites. So you could actually favorite each of these things just by logging in. And if you know somebody's mm -hmm. name, you could actually search for their login. So for instance, if you went to Jason, look for Jason Tucker on there. You'd actually see all of the plugins that I that I use, and you can look through any of these other people's and see all the plugins that they use too. You do that within your WordPress dashboard when you go to add plugins, mm -hmm. right? If they favorited it. Yep, if they favorited it. But what else is nice is you could also look at if you click on the author on the right hand side of looking at any one of these in the uh, um, within the uh, the codex, you can actually look at their plugins over there as well. They've kind of redesigned that whole um, profiles uh, window there, so. Uh, Go take a look at that too. Cool. Is well, anybody this... anybody tried out Sumo Me by uh, uh, I'm trying to remember. It's Co Noah Noah Kagan. No. Sumo Me. It's like a Twitter thing where you're able to uh, highlight a piece of your article and people can actually tweet that. Oh, very cool. Out of your post. That's a cool feature. That is yeah. a cool feature. Well, that wraps it up for this week. Let's uh let's get some uh let's get some uh, social sharing and such going here. Mm -hmm. right. <laughs> a round of applause. <laughs> exactly. So uh, what I want to say is is thank you very much for being on the show today, you folks. Um, make sure you go over and check out some of the other uh, posts that we've done and other videos and such. Um, we did episode sixty nine where we talked about WordPress theme development. Episode sixty five where we talked about. Um, which form plugin to use, 60 for mobile solutions, and click the subscribe button on the right-hand side. So thank you very much for being on the show today, and we'll talk at you later. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye-bye. Nice to meet everyone. Yeah.